Brought to you by Feitner Productions. You're listening to the Castworks Industries Comedy Podcast Network. Network. Oh, yeah. Exciting episode of Laying Down the Law with Billy DeClerk. I'm your host, Billy DeClerk, in case you didn't know. Some people say that I'm full of myself, but I say I'm not smug, just a realist. Today I'm joined by my guest, the host of the Cloud Accounting Podcast, the number one accounting and bookkeeping podcast in the United States, perhaps the world, perhaps of all time. Uh, it's Blake Oliver. CPA. He's an entrepreneur, accountant, writer, speaker, and uh, accomplished cellist. He specializes in cloud accounting technology. Now, I know Blake from uh, many years ago, um, and I recall in 2012, Blake founded um, the groundbreaking firm CloudSourced Accounting, an online bookkeeping service, and his mission was to disrupt the business models of traditional CPA firms and freelance bookkeepers. It was so disruptive that it was subsequently acquired in a, was it a multi-billion dollar transaction or a multi-million dollar transaction? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I like, can't disclose the details of that. It could have been trillions. Could have been. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Cloud-sourced accounting was an early adopter of the cloud accounting apps, which for those of you who um, don't keep your own books or who use the um, back of receipts, that's actually, the cloud is a metaphor. It's not a literal cloud. The cloud refers to wait, wait, um, what? It's not a literal cloud. It's um, it's a cloud as, as a metaphor. Oh my gosh, um, I have been operating under all the f- these false assumptions all these years. Yes. Um, well, um, so so Blake's been flying around in the clouds on his magical cello, um, and um, and this en- enabled him to have a team that was all over the United States. And I know uh, Blake, when I was working with you, I think um, one of uh, the people who was helping me was in Poughkeepsie, um, another was in Pacoima, um, and and I was in Pasadena. It was exclusively a P named uh, P named towns location. That, yes, yes, that yeah. that's, it was an interesting strategy yeah cloud sourced accounting was a, acquired by a firm that shall not be named um, which subsequently fired me as a client <laughs> oh i forgot about that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not because not because i wasn't paying my bills but because they wanted um about 10 times what i was paying because blake and i had a pretty sweet deal or sweet for me anyway yeah you were one of my earliest uh clients billy yeah, it was a, and, a so a you proof were grand, of concept. grandfathered in yeah friends and family discount yeah and which yep. am i by the way blake i mean we're pretty close friends these days we yeah. had lunch together just a few days ago well yes so. and that's when i was interrogating you um to help me get out of the illegal tax shelters if i if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. yeah um so blake um before we got on the interview we were talking about the fact that your microphone is much bigger than mine um, well, the size and- is the size is not important mm-hmm. um you know it's the, the the quality of the components that matters the most well, and I know your your components are always of the highest quality. I would expect yes. nothing less from me, Blake. 
we, we well, do our best. Well, I want to actually actually ask you a question instead of talk about myself just for a minute, and then I'll go back to talking well, about you, myself. You've been talking about me this whole time, pretty much. So I appreciate that. Thank you for well, that introduction. Well, mostly Blake. Well, I read it off your website, um, okay. but but mostly Blake. I'm just talking about you as a pathway to get back to talking about me. Gotcha. gotcha. Because this, you understand that that I'm a white guy with a microphone on the internet. So my job is to talk about myself as well, much and, as possible. And we're two guys two white guys with microphones on the internet. So that's like, this is a show now. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what, um, I think that's what, um, what my, my sister says is what, what do you call two, two white guys, um, walking down the street? Uh, it's, it's a podcast. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Um, so tell me about your transition from cellist to, um, bookkeeper to, I believe certified bean counter was Mm -hmm. your title at the time that that we first started working together to becoming a entrepreneur, a a CPA and a savant of all things cloud accounting. Yeah. So I I majored in cello performance at Northwestern University and I got this fancy conservatory university degree and I thought I was going to be in an orchestra someday. Uh, And then I graduated into the real world and reality kind of slapped me in the face. I can say that on this show, right? Uh, uh, we don't, we, we don't, we don't, um, we, we just, we'll just edit that out. I mean, okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So you can, you, you could swear some more. We'll just edit some more. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I, I have to really watch what I say on these accounting shows because people get very uptight, uh, about, yeah. um, you know, language and whatnot. But anyway, uh, let's I just only say, have, I'm sorry. I only mm-hmm. have four listeners, so, um, you don't have anything to worry if about. If we offend one of them, then our ratings will just plummet. Um, so, I graduated into the financial crisis and I very quickly realized, oh, um, you know, I can't just work at Starbucks and pay rent in LA and work as a cellist. And I actually, that was my plan. I thought that I could do that. And I was working at the Starbucks behind the Beverly Hilton, serving coffee to people that worked at CAA and, um, you know, gradually beginning to hate my life very quickly. Um, getting you know burned out um, on that and driving around doing wedding gigs for a hundred dollars that took me two hours to get there and very quickly realizing that like the bank balance in my bank account kept going down every month. The other month. thing is uh, the other thing I would add. Um, mm-hmm. uh, sorry to interrupt you, but you know a cello is not a small instrument. No, no, yeah, it's a big pain in the butt to um, carry around with you. If you played the finger symbols, I think you would have saved a lot on gas. Yes. Yeah. And I had, you know, I had to have a bigger car. Um, yeah. So, you know, kind of like realized this is not for me and started doing bookkeeping as a way to make some money. And I actually, believe it or not, found the bookkeeping to be more creatively satisfying than playing Pachelbel's Canon in D. Uh, I believe that. I yeah. believe that. Uh, I believe you and I engaged in a lot of creative bookkeeping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I did my best by my clients. The beauty of being a bookkeeper is that you're not the one filing the tax return, so you can do whatever you want. And uh, well, now I'm a CPA, so I can't do whatever I want. But uh, I looked out for my clients first and the IRS second. Let's just say that. Um, you made you. Uh, no. you uh, you made your uh, client's first offer to the IRS and you let them deal with the counter offer that the yeah. IRS would provide. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, um, I got into the whole like accounting technology space, doing QuickBooks consulting, uh, got in with cloud when that started being a big thing and uh, cloud accounting, which is the intersection of cloud computing and accounting just has taken off over the last 10 years. And I've sort of ridden that 
wave up uh, with my career. So, uh, you know, had my own firm. You were my client, Billy. Sold that to a CPA firm that wanted to acquire our process and clients and technology. And then that firm, by the way, got just like got eaten up by a top 50 accounting firm. So now I like to say by the transitive property of professional services firms mergers, I am a founding partner of a top 50 accounting firm. I think that's right. And in right. fact, I don't think that that accounting firm would be a top 50 accounting firm without um, without the contribution of cloud sourced accounting. You know, I think they already were, but we'll, I'll go with that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's it's. Oh, and then most recently I was working uh, at a software company uh, doing product marketing. So being a CPA who understands how to talk to accountants, working with the marketing team at that software company, helping them translate what they're saying into CPA speak. Uh, and that's kind of like where I'm at. Yeah. Now, um, as a musician, you know, most musicians have, um, you know, different musical influences. I'm just wondering like, who's influenced your bookkeeping practice the most? Al Capone? Uh, Stravinsky? Yeah, I, I believe that Stravinsky was known for his um, really creative um, um, reclassification of lunches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the meals uh, and entertainment. Um, unfortunately, that's gone now. I don't know if you knew that, Billy, but you can't deduct your entertainment expenses anymore. Um, and mine are huge. Which is why I had you buy lunch the other day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, this is the segment I call Ask Yourself a Question, Blake. Okay. And in this next section, what I'd like you to do is ask yourself a question and then answer it. And I'll just passively listen. Okay. I, I have to come up with a question? So, yeah. So, you start out, so, Blake... Okay, so Blake, uh, I'll get, I'll give you a suggestion. Okay, so how has cloud computing changed in the last five years or so? Uh, it didn't really exist before that. I mean, it wasn't any good before that. No, no, so. no you you have to ask the question. Oh, I asked the question. Yeah, you you just answer it. You just have to ask the question. Oh, okay, okay. So Blake, how has cloud computing changed in the last five years? <laughs> Did I do this wrong? <laughs> I'll let it slide this time. <laughs> I've only had three cups of coffee this morning, so I'm 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 a little behind. Like, okay, am I supposed so to do something right now? <laughs> no, no, no. You answer the question. Now you answer the question. Oh, I know. I answer the question. How has cloud computing changed? It doesn't suck as much as it used to five years ago. It's getting better every day. So oh, that's, that's basically correct. the short answer. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. In this next section of the of our of our of our show, now mm -hmm. you interview me. Go ahead. Uh, so, Billy, what was your favorite part about working with me as your bookkeeper? Oh, like the the two or three times you bailed me out of debtor's prison. I appreciated mm -hmm. that. Oh, I charged um, a lot of interest. <laughs> um, well, I think that I think a highlight for me was. Um, um, that uh, you're actually personally responsible indirectly for my um, my huge Twitter presence. I have uh, really? currently oh, I have 83 followers at the moment on Twitter mm -hmm. um, because uh, uh, through a series of events, you were attending a zero con, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, um, and um, I uh, I needed a name and and um, uh, um, somebody compared me to Max Headroom. Because I was appearing on a computer screen. What what is well, yeah? What does that even mean? I don't. I know that's your Twitter handle, but I like don't get it. 
Max Hedrum Esquire. Oh, yeah. What is Max Hedrum? Uh, how old are you? Uh, 36. Uh-huh. But remember, I spent a long time doing nothing but sitting in a practice room for many years. So, uh, so in the eighties, there I was, was like a, in prison. Yeah. <laughs> in the eighties, um, there was a, um, Coke, uh, came up with new Coke and mm-hmm. they came up with a pitch man who was basically an early version of, of, of AI. And he was sort of like a stuttering, um, talking head in a box. It's a very, um, you know, early MTV look. Um, and then, uh, and then they created a show, um, and, and basically the, the gag was Max Hedrum exists 20 minutes in the future. And so because, um, of time, the way time works, you never mm-hmm. actually get to the time where Max Hedrum exists, but you know, wore sunglasses and, uh, you know, if you Google it on, um, on the YouTube, um, you see some old Max. I'll find it. So you're Max Headroom Esquire. Esquire. Gotcha. So I'm like an attorney, but I'm a talking head in a box. My gotcha. my, my intelligence is entirely artificial. <laughs> That's well, you know, if we can't tell the difference, then it doesn't matter. That's, That's true. what I've learned. That's what uh, I learned from Westworld. Um, yeah. And the Matrix. And the Matrix. Yeah. So what's your favorite memory of me? Um I just remember that we always had a lot of fun uh, talking about your accounting because y- you like seem to enjoy not having any money, which <laughs> normally that's like a tough conversation to have. <laughs> so like it, it, it flipped the script for me. Uh-huh. You could see the, the humor in it. Yeah, like, I could see the. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, my, my my family wasn't as crazy about that whole idea. <laughs> I've tried keep trying to convince them that that I should just um, cut loose and go 100 percent all in on comedy. Um, and they're like, you know what? We like eating. Um, and like, yeah. What is the uh, differential on, you know, the income you can make doing uh, improv versus, uh, you know, being a lawyer? I'm sure it's pretty significant there, right? I guess it depends on yeah. the improv and it depends on the lawyer, but some would yeah. say there's no real difference. <laughs> Um, I did have a I did have a federal judge recently refer to a brief I wrote as laughable and nonsensical, something that I will carry with pride to my grave. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, So, Blake, um, this is going to be the law part of this show. And I'm going to just read you something, because as a CPA, you know that at times you can be a fiduciary. Yes, it's and possible. As Justice Cardozo has observed um, what your responsibility is in Meinhard against Salmon. This is 164 NE 545 546. In 1928, he observed joint adventurers like co partners owe to one another while the enterprise continues the duty of the finest loyalty. Many forms of conduct permissible in a workaday world for those acting at arm's length are forbidden to those bound by fiduciary ties. A trustee is held to something stricter than the morals of the marketplace. Not honesty alone, but the punctilio of an honor the most sensitive is then the standard of behavior. As to this, there has developed a tradition that is unbending and inveterate. Uncompromising rigidity has been the attitude of the courts of equity when petitioned to undermine the rule of undivided loyalty by the disintegrating erosion of particular exceptions. Only thus has the level of conduct for fiduciaries been kept at a level higher than that trodden by the crowd. It will not consciously be lowered by any judgment of this court. Thank you. 
That was beautiful. What a thank you. I guess this is why law is is like more entertaining than accounting because you have these beautifully written decisions. Yes. Like, and it's full it's of art. a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. That too. All right. Uh, there aren't a lot of accounting emergencies, but there are a lot of legal emergencies, I imagine. Sorry, That's true. I, I've interrupted you. Oh, I also want to say I learned a new word just now. Punctilio. Yes. Punctilio. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, if you Google punctilio, you'll get this quote pretty much. <laughs> wow, that's cool. It's the, it's, the, it's the most broad use of the word punctilio. A fine or pretty point of conduct or procedure. Mm-hmm. So, Blake, what would you say your personal motto is? My personal motto. Interesting. We had to like do this in school when I was in second grade. And that's about the level of my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I I think like, I don't know if I can, uh, I'll need to like talk about it and then maybe we can distill it into a motto together. But I've always, I've always been um, kind of a rule breaker or, you know, this is probably why I never fit into the classical music world. It's just like, I can't stand doing things just because of tradition. I hate that. So I probably shouldn't have been a classical musician, right? And I probably shouldn't have gone into accounting. So, but it served me well in this, you know, in this space, right, where technology is changing how accounting is done. And it's like completely reinventing the profession in a lot of ways. And so it's like, you know, the the whole like move fast and break things kind of like motto in the tech world. It's like kind of, although you can't really do that in accounting uh, with your clients necessarily, <laughs> Maybe I did that with you, Billy. It's more like like, move fast and bend things. Move fast and bend things. Yeah. And you know, you know what it is? It's like, um, ever since I had like my quarter life crisis and gave up music, it's been just, um, you know, forget about what I think I'm good at doing and just go do the things that people want me to do and want to pay me to do and try to find something interesting in that. And cause I'm not a very good judge of what I'm going to be good at doing or happy doing. Does that make sense? Is that is that a mo- enough of a motto? In other in other words, um, you know, perform perform the music people want to hear. See, this is why you're an attorney. This is great, right? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Play the music people want to hear. Play the music um, people want to hear. Yeah. Not what I want to hear. Uh, which I was doing, and yeah. not what you were trained to do necessarily. Exactly. Uh, and uh, just be always learning, right? That's that's good. Um, it's funny. There's a lot of change happening in the accounting world right now where I don't know if the same in the legal world, but a lot of the stuff that we used to do is getting automated with computing, cloud computing, AI automation. And so we're not able to bill for it anymore. And so the quite big question is, well, what are we going to, what are we going to do now that we can't bill for this stuff? And the kind of answer, the vague answer that is not very satisfactory is advisory. We have to be advisors. We have to be coaches. We have to, you know, look forward and tell people what to do and not just uh, what they were doing in the past. And um, something that I appreciate as a creative person is this idea that accountants should become storytellers, figure out how to like make sense of the numbers for our clients. Um, and something I like a lot about that is that when you're a storyteller, you're, you're, you're creating something in people's imagination. And if you think about it, like this is what's kind of, I don't know if it's funny, haha, but it's just funny about accounting and finance is that like, everything that we do is just completely imaginary, right? Like, like 
they're, they're, a balance sheet, a profit and loss statement, statement of cash flows. Like this is all just like fictional, like made up stuff, but it runs our entire global economy. Uh, so we really are storytellers, right? In that, like, you know, and of course, sometimes it can bring down the economy, like mortgage-backed uh, securities, right? Like these derivatives that are like nobody even understands. Um, but yeah, we are storytellers and sometimes we can do good things with it and sometimes we can do bad things with it. And, uh, if you just think that way and you, you don't think about yourself as just putting numbers in a box, then all sorts of things are possible. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing that computers can't do is computers really can't tell stories and they, they don't, they don't come up with very good jokes. No, um, really. At least not on no. purpose. They can write music now though. Uh, there's some really good algorithms that can write uh, pieces of music like I'm, well i'm pretty sure that i've heard some of that on uh, uh, on some of the popular uh, music stations that my kid listens to <laughs> i'm pretty sure they were written by robots in fact i'm pretty sure they're performed by robots too i'm not, I'm not sure any of it is real um, hey, do you want to hear some accounting jokes lay them on me so how does an accountant stay out of debt he learns to act as wage <laughs> what does an accountant say when boarding a train mind the gap i don't even know what that means generally accepted accounting principles oh, two a's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a visual joke it's a visual one that's um so accountants suffer joke. from that ordinary people don't depreciation <laughs> oh boy uh, why do economists exist so accountants have someone to laugh at. <laughs> what do you call an extroverted accountant? An accountant that looks at your shoes when he's talking, not his own shoes. <laughs> right. What's an actuary? It's an accountant without a sense of humor. It's a good one. We always like to make fun of the actuaries. Oh, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I have one last question for <laughs> did you, Blake. I, did I, I end that th as podcast with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I have one last question okay. for you. And that is, um, uh, uh, you may know, we're recording this on September 19th, 2019. Yes. Um, today is Talk Like a Pirate Day. Oh. And so in closing, um, I think we need to choose a pirate name for you. Okay. Um, so, so pirate name, um, it's going to need to include um, an adjective and either and some reference to the ocean so so old chum bucket or um or you know um, um black lagoon mm -hmm. um so so um so we need an adjective go ahead an What's adjective next? would be um um studious it's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind all right and uh something to do with the ocean ocean um foamy old, wait that's that's an adjective that's an adjective yeah <laughs> old studious foam that's you foam. Studious, studious foam, foam. <laughs> yeah sailing the seven seas studious uh, foam well billy i wore my socks for pirate day you did they're argyle <laughs> We got to stop right there. We're, <laughs> all right. I'm going to stop recording this and then we're going to, we're going to talk some more, but uh, all right, cool. this has been another thrilling episode of laying down the law with a studious Argyle, Blake Oliver, sorry, studious Argyle, Blake Oliver. <laughs>